Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, everybody. If you read the teaser for this podcast and were expecting to hear Audrey Egan's voice, you may be surprised to hear mine instead. This, of course, is Peter Hunt. On behalf of everybody at McCabe Kerwood, I'd like to wish all our clients and colleagues, their families and their friends, a Merry Christmas and a fulfilling New Year. 2018 has been an extraordinary year both for me personally and for the firm. With the merger in July and the opening of our Chatswood office in November, it's been a period of extraordinary change. I found it all quite invigorating. One of the things I'm most proud of is the Proper Lookout podcast series, which was conceived in the last weeks of June. Our first episode was published in early July, and this is episode number 24. Thank you to everybody in the statutory insurance team for embracing the challenge with such vigour. It's really not easy hearing your own voice on tape. And thank you to the marketing and business development team for editing and producing our podcasts. Publishing one podcast per week requires a tight turnaround, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. The feedback we have received has been fabulous and very welcoming. The Proper Lookout podcast will return in 2019. We occasionally receive topic requests, so if you have any burning issues you would like to hear us address, please get in touch with me or one of the team. So, wishing you all a happy and safe festive season, and now for our last podcast of the year, I hand you over to Audrey Egan. Welcome to this final edition of the Proper Lookout podcast for 2018, broadcasting from our offices in Chatswood. My name is Audrey Egan, and on today's episode, I will explore the new Motor Injuries Act, MIA, and in particular, what constitutes a minor physical injury, together with trends that appear to be emerging in decisions under MIA. Let's start by identifying what constitutes a minor physical injury under MIA. According to Section 1.6, Subsection 1 of MIA, A minor physical injury is a soft tissue injury, which is further defined under section 1.6 subsection 2 as an injury to tissue that connects, supports or surrounds other structures or organs of the body, such as muscles, tendons, ligaments, menisci, cartilage, fascia, fibrous tissues, fat, blood vessels and synovial membranes, but not an injury to nerves or a complete or partial rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci or cartilage. This is clarified further by Schedule 1, Subsection 2, Clause 4 of the Meyer Regulation. An injury to a spinal nerve root that manifests in neurological signs other than radiculopathy is included as a soft tissue injury for the purposes of the Act. So, how are minor physical injuries assessed? Recent case studies published on CIRA's website provide an indication as to how the assessment of minor physical injuries is being approached once referred to the Dispute Resolution Service. It is clear from the case studies that, where there is a diagnosis of radiculopathy or rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci or cartilage, there will be a finding that an injury is not a minor injury. According to Motor Accident Guideline 5.8, 
in assessing whether an injury to the neck or spine is a soft tissue injury. An assessment of whether or not radiculopathy is present is essential. Where the neurological symptoms associated with the injured person's injury of the neck or spine do not meet the assessment criteria for radiculopathy, the injury will be assessed as a minor injury. For example, in case study 18, the dispute resolution service held that lumbar spine L5, S1, disc protrusion and radiculopathy did not constitute a minor injury. The criteria for assessing radiculopathy are therefore critical. According to the Motor Accident Guidelines 5.9, radiculopathy refers to the impairment caused by dysfunction of a spinal nerve root or nerve roots when two or more of the following clinical signs are found on examination. Loss or asymmetry of reflexes, positive sciatic nerve root tension signs, muscle atrophy and or decreased limb circumference, muscle weakness anatomically localized to a spinal nerve root distribution, reproducible sensory loss localized to an appropriate spinal nerve root distribution. An assessment of physical injuries must therefore involve consideration as to whether there is any muscle spasm, guarding or radicular symptoms, neurological abnormalities detected or rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci or cartilage. It is important that each claimant's injury must be analysed on a case-by-case basis, taking into account the number of symptoms, their severity, duration and impact on the claimant's everyday functioning. Case study 25 involved a claimant whose radicular symptoms experienced one month post-accident improved over time and were not present on exam eight months post-accident. The dispute resolution service held that no radiculopathy was present on examination and the injury was a minor one. Accordingly, injuries will continue to be assessed by the medical assessor as of the time of the examination. It is clear from the case studies that where there is a diagnosis of radiculopathy or rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci or cartilage, there will be a finding that an injury is not a minor injury. So what are the future challenges? It will be interesting to see how these limitations in respect of minor physical injuries will be interpreted in the future. The significance of a decision as to whether an injury is minor or not is that, under Maya, a claimant's entitlement to statutory benefits and modified common law damages is subject to the minor injuries test. Sections 3.11 and 3.28 of Maya state that where the claimant's injuries are minor, the claimant's right to statutory benefits, treatment and care expenses will terminate after 26 weeks, except in certain circumstances as set out in the Motor Accident Guideline 5.16 including where treatment or care will improve the recovery of the injured person or their capacity to return to work. Importantly, Section 4.4 provides that a person suffering minor injury will not be able to make a claim for damages for economic loss or non-economic loss, even where a claimant's whole person impairment exceeds 10%. The assessment of minor injury will therefore be a critical hurdle for any claimant to overcome in this new regime. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.